Welcome to Transform with Dr. Maggie Yu, the show about how to become a pilot and not a passenger in your health and in your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's interview. And today we are interviewing Kim Kizer. And Kim has an incredible story that we're going to talk about her diagnosis or lack thereof. And also, what were some of the majorly unexpected changes that she got as an outcome coming out of her program? And what I would love to do is I'm going to first introduce myself. I'm Dr. Maggie Yu, and I'm an integrative physician, and we have an online program designed specifically to transform autoimmune disease naturally. And one of the things I love doing is bringing on real people who are graduating from our program and show you what their real journey and real outcomes are. So real people, real outcomes is really what we're about, and I love showing that. And what I love to do right now is I'm going to have Frankie, our nutritionist, introduce herself for you. Here's Frankie. Hey, guys. Um, My name is Frankie Nywat, and I am the functional nutritionist on the Transform Autoimmune team. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys today interviewing Kim. Kim is a great example of how much nutrition has impacted her journey, and I'm glad to get into the story and unpack it a little bit. And Kim, I would love for you to, we're ready for you, Kim. Take it away. Give us a little, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, guys. My name is Kim Kaiser. I am a mom of four. I am a hairstylist. I'm 46 years old. I live in Florida. And I'm really excited to share my story with you guys. It's totally possible to feel better. I want to just encourage everybody to really just start taking care of yourself. Do something for yourself. Do this for you. Do this for you. So, Kim, you said that you did not have a diagnosis, correct? Maggie, I didn't have a diagnosis. You know, I've been searching for one for, I think, about 13 years. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy symptoms, crazy symptoms that every doctor, all my labs, everything came back. Oh, everything's within normal range. But still, I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. So multiple doctors, years of not feeling well, not being myself, not really having much quality of life. It's been really hard. Well, okay. I, I love, there's, there's layers to unpack here just on that, what you just said. Number one is, is that you've been on a di- search for a diagnosis for 13 years. Now that you've been through the program, I'm going to ask you, was it a worthwhile use of time to actually search for a diagnosis for 13 years? Worth it? Yeah, because you've helped me so much. So, I mean, if I could go back and not feel this way for 13 years, yeah, that would be great. But finding you was just the absolute best thing that I ever did. Well, my question was more 13 years that you spent searching for a diagnosis. And that's the typical journey of most people with autoimmune disease. Some people are quote unquote lucky enough to get a diagnosis right away. But you spent 13 years not having a diagnosis. And now that you look back at it, was that the best way to have used your time those 13 years? Oh, gosh, no. Gosh, no. I mean, don't don't search for a diagnosis, I guess. And I still like, like I said, I don't still don't have a diagnosis. But doing this program, finding out that there were things that aren't weren't optimal, for sure. And fixing those things with you has just been life changing. And my next question is going to be, you said you didn't have a diagnosis, but you sure as hell have a basket load of symptoms. I could use another oh. word instead of basket, but there was definitely a basket load of symptoms. And I want you to go through for people because there's a lot of Kim Kaisers out there. I yes. want you to list the, the basket load of symptoms that you had that you were trying to find a diagnosis for. What were the list of symptoms? Wow. Exhaustion. And when I say exhaustion, I'm not just talking tired. I'm talking 
exhaustion, can barely, barely do anything, just had to fake it. Daily naps all the time just to make it through my day. Anxiety, depression, low-grade fevers on and off for no reason. Crazy, wonky menstrual cycles. Numbness, tingling in my extremities. Insomnia. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is huge. I mean, it's huge. It's, and, and no wonder you're trying to search for an answer because this, yes. I mean, with just half of those symptoms, I would say that most people will be debilitated. Yeah, I, I was actually for a one time I was bedridden for four months. Exactly. So this was like huge for you. And I can understand why you would be pursuing a diagnosis. But to me, you know, if, if you guys haven't watched our online training, that's one of the most important pieces that I do talk about. I go to drmaggie.com right now and register to watch training. But one of the pieces that I really talk about is important is that the search for diagnosis is actually in a lot of ways a waste of time. And the reason is that one of the fundamental core issues to understand autoimmune diseases is that if your immune system is already mistaking one part of your body as a germ, the likelihood it's going to mistake many targets as a germ is what, guys? One hundred percent. Right. So we typically will be having a basket load of symptoms and we walk into the doctor's office and we are a very rare zebra with 20 plus symptoms on the average. And most of the stuff the doctors can't even diagnose because we actually have blood work to be only able to diagnose less than 5% of autoimmune diseases. Yeah, I was told that I was a type A personality, that I needed to just stress less, calm down, you know, take it easy. And I actually had one rheumatologist tell me that he thinks that I would actually be happy if he was to tell me that there was something wrong with me. And I said, well, hypochondriac. You yeah. were being labeled a hypochondriac. Yes, I was. You had a yes. diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was just so frustrating for no one, no one to listen to you. Right. I mean, they, they all just 13 years of no one listening 13, to you. 13 years of misery and, and everybody just, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's, it's all in your head or you just need to slow down because you're just a type A personality. No, no, well, that's not what it was. Well, let me ask you this. After 13 years of this kind of misery and being labeled as crazy type A, you just need to get over it kind of thing. What was your mindset? What did you think about yourself by this point? I mean, when I met you a couple months ago, I mean, we could talk about this, but where, what did you think about yourself as far as your self-trust, faith, and your image yeah. of yourself? Well, you know, after hearing that from so many doctors, I started to think, okay, is is this all in my head? Like, I kind of started doubting myself or thinking, okay, well, maybe there isn't anything wrong with me. Maybe I am. It's a mental illness. Maybe it's, I didn't know, but I, I just, I can tell you that self-esteem wise, I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like anybody cared. You know, it was even hard for my family to understand because every time I'd go to the doctor, everything was fine. It was, it was hard. It took a how did you feel like it, it affected your relationship with your family going through that for 13 years? Ooh. You know, it was really hard. It was, I think it's been really hard on my kids because, you know, oh, mom can't go. Mom, you know, mom can't go roller skating because mom has to lay in bed. Mom can't go to the park because mom's tired. Oh, you have to take a nap again. Horrible. I mean, thinking about it now, it, it could just it could bring me to tears. The, the time that I missed, you know, that precious time when they were younger, I couldn't be there to have fun. I couldn't. I took care of them the best I could with love. And, you know, my husband Mm -hmm. took over a lot of it. 
you know, he did all the cooking. I'm doing all the cooking now, but he was, he did all the cooking. He did all the fun stuff with the kids and I missed out. I missed out. And it's, I know I can't take that back, but I can sure tell you that I'm more hands-on now and it feels good. Can I tell you something? Like, I remember just being on the first call, our team being on the first call with you and Nick, and I could actually see the impact it had on the relationship between you and Nick because your degree of self-trust was so low that you were acting like you were crazy. Like you thought like maybe you were crazy. I did. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. And you didn't even think you were worth it. I figured I spent, I spent enough money already. I had, you know, I've been to this doctor, you know, regular doctors or conventional Western medicine doctors. I've been to a few holistic natural doctors. I've tried chiropractors. I tried nurse practitioners and I just, I felt like I wasn't being heard. And so I just kind of just started being quiet and introverting and just, I, I lost myself for sure. I lost myself. That's really what I saw. I mean, when, on, on that first call with our team, that's what I saw was a woman who was really lost, who lost a lot of faith in herself yeah. and who realized that Nick was doing so much and yet felt almost shame. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt, shame, guilt and shame. Sure. Guilt, tons of guilt. I know. Guilt. I know. And it was amazing watching your, how you, what your view of yourself change as you went through this program. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you where you're here and now you've graduated about a month and a half ago. And I want to ask you right now is, I mean, we're going to talk about the physical results, but I want to talk about first is, well, let's start with the physical results. And then we're going to talk about what the mental results were. Sure. Let's talk physical results. What's different now? What's changed in just over two months? Physical. Oh, sleep. I can sleep well. Oh, first. No, no. The best thing is I don't take naps anymore. (laughs) No naps at all. Energy to do all of the things I've wanted to do for 13 years that I wasn't able to do. I'm working more. I'm hanging out with my kids, more doing fun things, going outside, taking walks, bike rides, hanging out with friends, hanging out with family, cooking, you know, having the energy to even shower, you know, doing my hair, get ready, makeup on, you know, for work. And I just feel it feels fantastic. It absolutely feels fantastic. My monthly cycles are getting better. I know Maggie says that can take some time. Sometimes that's one of the last things to fix, but it's, it's getting there. And you knew you were going to get the Alvin autoimmune disease program. I was willing to try anything, even though I didn't have a diagnosis. I was like, this lady can help me. I just felt a drawing to you. And I, and I listened to all the testimonials and I was like, you know what? I have to try one more time because I was ready to give up and just live that way. And I was like, nope, one more time, one more time. But yeah, I just feel, oh, I just feel good. I just feel good. I love hearing this, Kim, so much because I haven't talked to you in a month and a half. So I'm so happy to hear about you cooking and being so excited about food. I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about what Kim's relationship was like before the program and show what a journey this has been for you. I shudder to think. <laughs> it's so funny because when I started the program and all of my fellow classmates are like, yeah, I've been gluten free for this long. You know, I've been off sugar for this long. And I'm like, oh boy, they're way ahead of me. 
I, I really love donuts. <laughs> I love donuts. I was a donut eating drive through Sue. I would eat donuts daily. I would drive through at least once a day, fast food. And I'm talking like yucky fast food. I don't want to mention any names and give them a shout out or anything, but um, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. I mean, I would, I would literally, whatever I felt like eating, I would eat because I, I honestly didn't think that I was going to be able to get fixed. I didn't think I really, I thought maybe diet had a little bit to do with it. I was more concerned about like becoming diabetic than I was about eating better food to actually, you know, take these symptoms away. I was more concerned with, oh shoot, I'm probably going to be diabetic if I keep eating like this. But never in a million years did I think that food could fix the symptoms. That it's like your medicine. And we watched you over eight weeks begin to trust not only yourself, but to trust food and what it was doing to you on a daily basis. You know what I do now? And it's one of the weekly things I do. There's tons of vegetables that I've never tried before. I was like a green beans, broccoli kind of person. I am trying a one new vegetable a week, which I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited about. (laughs) It's going really good. Now, if I get my kids on board, it's a little harder, especially the little ones, you know. But But you're setting such an example. I mean, think about it. You're you're trying a new vegetable every week. This is a world of difference from what you're displaying for your kiddos. You know how long it's been since I've had a donut? Exactly. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't crave donuts. I don't crave donuts anymore. I don't. I don't crave that stuff. I don't crave. If I want, I make some. The things I remember too. One call in particular that really stands out to me in my memory is that you were you were talking about panic attacks on a call one day, and you were saying, you know, this has been like such a long history of panic attacks and dealing with this and feeling this anxiety, and then when you had that light bulb moment where you were like, you know what it actually is? What was it? Blood sugar. Yeah. Hello. Oh my! I, I never in a million years thought I had a blood sugar problem. And ex- low, high. If anything, I thought maybe I had high blood sugar. But I, the way I was eating, you know, I would feel good for a little while, and then I'd eat another donut, or I'd eat some more sugar, and then I'd feel good again. But then a couple hours later, I'd feel bad, which is why the cycle, I think, of the the bad foods, I just kept eating them. I just kept eating them and eating them. Well, but, but here's the thing is you've been labeled your entire life of having anxiety, of having panic disorder, disorder, irritability and a temper and brain fog, all these things that you were diagnosed with. Yes. Those I were diagnosed with. Yes. So what was the real cause of the problem? It was blood sugar. It was blood sugar all along. I would have never in a million years because, you know, you go get your test you get your labs. Oh, my glucose was, my fasting glucose was this. It was okay. It might be a little high. Well, it was okay. But, you know, regular doctors just don't know this stuff. They don't. They don't, I guess they don't study nutrition. They don't, they don't think outside the box like this. And, and for me, just such a simple fix, right? Blood sugar. I mean, not that it's simple. I don't want to say that. But once you have the tools, once, you know, you tell, you and Frankie helped me with the tools that I needed to stabilize my blood sugar so I don't have those ups and downs anymore. It's really not that difficult. You just need the education. You need the, you need somebody to tell you. Well, why the hell now that you know the real cause, would you choose to bring on panic attack, anxiety, OCD, depression, 
brain fog ever again. Never. More fits you. No, because I can tell you, there's been a couple of times that I've cheated. And like Dr. Maggie always says, there's a cause and effect. You don't know what it is yet. You, yeah. I mean, if you cheat, you're, you're going to feel it, you know, in different, in different ways. And it's my choice. And the more I did that when I was early in the program, I realized real quick, ooh, this doesn't feel good. I've been feeling so great. Then I cheat. Ooh, not so great for a couple of days till I get everything in order again. It's, it's not worth it to me. Plus there's so many healthy things you can make that are treats too. So. And I don't think it's about discipline or cheating anymore. I think it's about intelligent choice. Mm-hmm. Like when you, know, like when you know with certainty what the real scientific cause and effect of each of these symptoms is, you can make intelligent choice. Yes. Which is totally different. And yeah. this is what I love about a functional nutrition approach is that I feel like we are all so programmed to think that it, that's about willpower, right? It's about willpower. I have to try harder. I just have to be more restricted or I have to be stronger, right? But what you learn and what many people learn in the program is it's about the physiology. Like let's unpack the physiology, what's going on underneath that's causing these cravings in the first place. Exactly. Right? You hacked it. You figured it I out. did. I did. Yeah, I got I got the food down. It's it's feeling good. And the I, weight loss, you know, is just in is just an extra extra bonus, you know. I mean, Kim, did you actually come in this program wanting to lose weight or was that like as no. you were getting your hormones oh. and your blood sugar and together it's just effortlessly starting to happen. Exactly. I never I mean, I knew I needed to lose a little bit of weight, but that wasn't my intention at all was to join this program to lose weight. And I've lost 20 pounds and it feels great. Woo! <laughs> oh my God. Really? I've, had, I've had to buy new clothes, undergarments, the whole thing. <laughs> you only see it from here up. So I know. Down there. <laughs> and you know, what's great is that people now are saying, Oh, like my clients, have you lost weight? And I'm like, I have, I have. Yeah. Like, you know, they say first couple of weeks you might notice, but now other people are noticing and they're just, they're telling me, you look so good. You look happy. You're glowing. I'm like, I feel good. I feel mm-hmm. good. Hey, Kim, is Nick glad that his sexy girlfriend's back? Yeah. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he, is. he is. It's, it's been nice. And he, I'm giving him a nice little, little break. From all the stuff that he's been doing, he was he was so great cooking all the meals and that man is a certified gem. Yeah, the kind of support you have from people in your family has been incredible. Yeah, and you know what's cool? I remember talking to Nick, and one of the things he said was, if he knew exactly how to help you, that would completely rock his world. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, it was, it was kind of hard for him to trust this process at first, but yeah, he couldn't be happier. He couldn't be happier. Neither one of us could be happier. I love this. Yeah. And one of the, let's go, I want to unpack some, another piece of this, which was, you know, it was so isolating going through this 13 year process of being the super special zebra, trying to find your diagnosis, living with a basket of health. And my question for you is, is that, you know, I mean, a lot of, people never expect that what they needed was a community. Yeah. And it was a surprise to me as a clinician who's worked one-on-one my entire career. I didn't expect the power of a community until we started this program and clients started to tell us that. 
So I want to ask you an honest question is what do you feel like the role of having a community go through this program with and being in our alumni group in the community now? What do you think is the role of the community and how important was it for you? Oh, it was huge. I know the first thing that I really enjoyed about it was that I didn't feel alone for the first time. I didn't feel alone. Not that I wish other people to be sick, but I just didn't feel alone. And that was, that felt really, really good. And the stuff that you can learn from other people on their journey, on the calls, when they're asking questions about certain things or they're, you know, they have this symptom and, you know, what, what do you think it could be, Dr. Maggie? And then you just learn so much more when you have people around you, just from their questions that they've asked and me writing notes on everything. Just crazy, the amount of information. And also, everybody was so supportive, you know, my classmates. It was, it was just great to feel, to feel that other people cared, to know that I was in this community where people really cared. We were all on a mission to help ourselves, but to also help each other. Maya Angelou says we're more alike than we are disalike. And unfortunately, the way the healthcare is structured, we've fractured everyone and separated them. And so we've lost the power of many. And interestingly, this is probably the first time you've experienced, and certainly in my career, I've experienced the power of many in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just watching that call where you had that aha moment that it was your blood sugar that was actually the cause of your panic attacks your entire freaking life. Yeah, because you actually told me, you said, Kim, what do you think this is? Like, you weren't just going to tell me. You wanted me to figure it out because I'm in control of me and I have to do this myself. And with your help, I, yeah, it was such a huge aha moment. It wasn't just for you. You didn't notice it. I noticed everybody else's faces. Yeah. And there was about six other people in the small group setting where you just saw, like, it's like mind blow. Bing. Yeah. 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 And that's why I call this process hyper learning because you're not just learning from your own one-on-one interaction and teaching with me is that people watching what you went through and you watching the ahas that other people went through, you learn 10 times fast, man. Yes. That's the truth. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think a part of this too is, you know, when you were coming into the program, watching you and being like, there was a lot of, I can't surround the food and around the changing the diet. And like, I don't, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but you were able to also see people that were weeks ahead of you that had made the changes and that support is so, it's just such a game changer. I feel like from where you were coming from, coming in, but seeing the possibilities, seeing what had already happened for other people. Yes, that's probably what I forgot to mention too, was yes, hearing the success stories of people that were a few weeks ahead of me was, it just kept me going. It was like, mm-hmm. you got to do this, Kim. You got to, you got to keep going. You got to give it your all. And, and I did, I did. And the I- mindset work, I know we wanted to talk about that was huge, huge for me, huge mindset. Yeah. Tell me what's one change in the way you think that's really changing the rest of your life right now. I love myself. I am my own best friend. That's how I feel about myself. I matter. I'm still the gentle, sweet Kim that I've always been, but you know what? I matter. I matter just as much as everybody else matters. And to me, Maggie, I will be forever grateful because I have done some, I have done some major work with maybe some 
not, not really trauma that I had with some family members who I wasn't close to and who I didn't realize that I really had some deep seated issues with. Actually, it was my father and I was strong enough to, to actually ask him to lunch and talk about how I felt about my childhood. And I didn't know how he was going to take it. I didn't know if he was going to get defensive, if he was going to get angry with me. I didn't want to feel like a bully, but I wanted him to know how I felt. And and I don't want anybody to think there was no type of abuse or anything. My dad just wasn't, he wasn't around very much. And, you know, my dad started crying and he felt so sorry for the way that I felt. And it has changed my relationship with my dad completely. Going from a dad who would forget my birthdays to a dad who calls me or texts me every day, who stops by several times a week, who will text me just to tell me that he loves me. And you know, Maggie, I, I needed that. That, that was something that I had been craving my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I think the little Kim inside me thought maybe he wasn't around because it was, maybe it was my fault. You know, I don't know. I think people, kids of divorce, they always kind of think that maybe it's their fault. And I just needed to hear from him that it wasn't. And, you know, he gave me the the biggest, warmest, most loving hug that I've ever had from my father with tears in his eyes. And it's all better now. But, you know, I would have never had, I would have never done that had I not gone through this program to, because I realized how much my mindset was holding me back. And talking with the mindset coach, she brought that out in me. You know, she told me, Kim, there's something going on, you know, and she finally brought it out what it was. And I really didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. She brought it out in me and I had the courage to talk to my father and fix that relationship. And it's, it's been everything to me, everything. You know, so, so many people that we work with really have a, a deep sense of being such a caretaker for everyone around them. And that was something that we saw so much in your story, Kim. And, and how I like to think about it is like you have this muscle that you've been exercising of taking care of every person in your life, your kids, your husband, you know, your other family members, your friends, you know, being that person that's such a caretaker and such a loving person. But now you get to turn, you get to use that muscle on yourself. Like it's so well exercised, but now you get to use it for you and get to give that gift to yourself, which is so beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's it's been it's been an amazing journey that way because I was always put on the back burner, always always always. But you know, not in a selfish way, but I I have to come first. I have to be healthy, I have to be whole. That way I can help other people because the other way I was doing it was helping everybody else but not helping myself. It was killing me. Well, how can you serve others when you run on empty in yourself? You can't. I would I was trying you can only serve others when your own tank is being filled and full. So I realize actually, that now. It is, it is not a selfish act to actually have radical self-acceptance and self-care. In fact, if you think about it, I mean, think about what you're able to actually do and serve with the people in your life now because you are focused on you. Yeah. If You didn't even have to do it for you. You could have looked at the results that you're able to actually help others and serve others now, and you could, I could have said to you, do it for them. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would have, but but within this whole journey, I found myself, and that's even better. Instead of doing it for them, I'm doing it for me. I mean, because if I do it for me, it's going to, in return, going to work out for everybody, right? I mean, yes. I just can't believe how much your mindset has to do with you being sick. Yeah, it really, it really does. It's it's absolutely. It was a huge, huge. part of my journey as well. I mean, you know that, and I share that in the program yes. that a huge part of my journey to wellness had to do with me working on me was forgiveness and that's towards myself and towards others. And if yes. I didn't do that work, I could have never gotten the health outcomes that I do have now. And no. to be able to actually share that secret with others has been the greatest joy. The greatest gift of my life is to share that message with people and to see results like you. Right. I don't think that people realize what's going on in their head and maybe things that have happened to them. And um, like you said, unforgiveness, guilt, shame, the things that you keep in your head, it makes you sick. It really does. And I also love the fact that you've probably been through therapy and I've been through years of therapy, but the kind of, you, all of us here, all of us, <laughs> but I can tell you without any doubt, the work that we do in changing how you think in relation to health in this program is results you, I didn't get in decades of therapy. No, no, not at all. No. In eight, eight weeks, you can turn it all around. You can. I think it's because there needs to be more an insight and learning of the tools. There was no insight in most people of what they think actually manifests in physical symptoms. And when you actually tie the two and then you get tools, then it's like, bingo, it all comes together. It does. It's all, it's all related. It all, it all has to come full circle. You have to do work from every angle. You know, um, you have to, you have to change your diet. You have to, you have to care about yourself. You have to, you have to love yourself enough to well, get well. It's the care and the love for yourself that, uh, like, even after leaving the eight week program, you keep it going. You care enough about yourself to keep up the habits, to keep up the routines, to keep digging deeper. You know, that's what keeps it going. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to say no. And that feels good. (laughs) You guys talk about, you know, having healthy boundaries. I have those boundaries set now. I have boundaries. I didn't have any boundaries before. No boundaries. It didn't matter if I was feeling good or if I wasn't feeling good. Somebody needed me. I'm there. Now it's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't do that. I wish I could, you know, but. So this is kind of, it's kind of an obvious question, but it's not. Because right now I'm, I'm hearing so many gifts that you've given to yourself. So my question for you is going to be a lot of people, I think this is a journey of self-worth that you went on. And so I'm going to have a, a question for you, which a lot of people ask, was investing in your health and the changes in your mind and how you thought about yourself, are the outcomes that you're experiencing now worth investing in yourself like this? Oh, most definitely. It's the best thing I've ever done. I would have never gotten to where I am right now without you and your program. The investment, you have to invest in yourself. You can't give up. It's the best investment that I've done for myself and for my family. Yeah, you you find a way. I found a way and I made it work. And looking back now, the investment, oh my gosh, how much is your, how much is your life worth? How much is your health worth? How much is your happiness worth? You know, I mean, you can't put a price tag on that. You can't, you can't put a price tag on that. Wonderful. Gosh. Thank you so much for being sharing so candidly and honestly about your journey. And there are 
I've never heard the piece about your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was huge. It was a huge thing. And I hope that, you know, I hope that others watching this, you know, I know you probably have crazy symptoms and you have autoimmune disease, but think about, you know, think about what's going on in your head. Think about maybe past traumas. Think about, think about how you feel about yourself because that's, it's huge. It's huge. And for me, that was a, that and blood sugar <laughs> was, was huge for me, but mindset, you have to know you're worth it. You have to know you're worth it. And Dr. Maggie and her team, they're, they're here to help you. They will genuinely help you. Thank you, Kim. And, you know, this is really brave that you're sharing your story. And the reason that you're doing this is honestly is a desire to contribute and help people understand what this process yes. is like. Yes. Um, it's yeah. kind of hard when people are looking from the outside, you know, investing in themselves like this. They don't know what's behind the curtains in an eight-week program. So you giving this behind the scenes and sharing your own personal um, journey in this is wonderful. And I really want to say thank you. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kim. And we are so proud of you. It's, thank it's you so guys. wonderful to reconnect. Well, it's all because of you guys. You gave me my life back. I'll be forever grateful. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. And those of you that want to learn more about our program, go to drmaggie.com and register to watch our training. That's a great way to learn about what the pillars of our program is and how we deliver our program to get results like Kim. And one last question. Are your results super crazy high compared to everyone else you saw? Or are you the average person? How does your results compare to everybody else? Because some people think we only put superstars on here. Um, I think for me personally, I feel like a superstar because I feel fantastic. But <laughs> all of these, the results, the people that I went through the program with, the people I'm in the alumni group with, we're all doing well. We're all doing good. I think, I think this is typical. I think these are typical results that, that you can achieve if you invest in yourself. And like me, I don't have some huge diagnosis to say that, oh, I'll, I, you know, I'm cured of this. It's, it's, it's not like that. I never found my diagnosis, but I, my symptoms are gone and I'm living life to the fullest. So even if you don't have a diagnosis, but you're feeling bad, you think you have autoimmune disease, you've worked with tons of doctors, don't think this program's not for you because it is for you. And I think that these results are very typical, though I feel super, super special. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your super typical, super fabulous self with us. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. much. Great to see your guys' faces again. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thanks for your support in raising awareness and sharing this. To learn more about our program, visit drmaggieu.com forward slash talk.